to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Humor keeps us human and keeps us in touch with other people's humanity. Joel Goodman. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is about a mixture of many things, including food allergies and some humor to get us through these challenging times together. And I'm Arjun Clare. Be the Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on the Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. We have an amazing show planned for you today. In segment two, Arjun and I will be having a conversation about humor and how to stay positive during this pandemic. In segment three, I will be featuring my newest segment in the spotlight, talking about sinus allergies. And right now we have with us Arjun, who will be talking about food allergies in his segment. Take it away, Arjun. Thank you, Andrea. Every three minutes, an allergic reaction to food sends someone to the emergency room. I never thought that I would be a poster child for this statistic. I'm 16 years old and I've been to the emergency room six times that I can remember, all because of food allergies. To say that I've experienced my fair share of hospitals would be an understatement. But one trip stands out from the others as perhaps the scariest experiments of my life. December 10th, 2017. During a busy afternoon at a family charity event, I was manning my craft table like I do each year. I found myself hungry, so I headed over to the snack table to check out the selection. Usually, my family will make sure that there is at least one item that I can have, so that's what I was looking for. This time, I decided to try out a kind bar, something that I had never had before. And 
As someone who has been allergic to dairy, eggs, peanuts, and tree nuts for as long as I can remember, I'm always careful when it comes to foods I've never eaten before. I've been inspecting labels since I could read them to make sure the food item is safe for me to eat. Usually, I double-check with my mom or my dad because even though I had quote-unquote outgrown my almond allergy, we're still very cautious. I'm not exactly sure why in the moment I decided to just go for it and not follow my usual protocol. It is important to note here that I had recently outgrown my almond allergy and successfully challenged it, meaning I can now eat almonds without having an allergic reaction. Because of this, my mom was always pushing me to eat things with almonds in them so I could continue to build up my resistance. So I picked up a kind bar and read the label, salted caramel and dark chocolate almond. Naturally, I thought I could eat it. If almond was written on the label, any other nuts it contained should be on the front as well, right? After one small bite, I immediately knew that something was wrong. My whole mouth started itching, and I proceeded to spit out the bite I took into the trash. I quickly read the ingredients on the back label, and to my horror, one of the first listed was cashews, one of my deadliest allergies. I started to freak out. I told myself that I would be fine, because I had only taken one bite, and I hadn't even swallowed it. But I still wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to do. So I told my parents, and they freaked out even more than I did. My dad and I ran to the local CVS and picked up some Benadryl, a common way to suppress an allergic reaction. And I ended up taking nearly double the recommended doses for someone my age and weight. In hindsight, this probably helped save my life. Looking back on that day, I can't believe I didn't realize I was having a severe reaction. I had many of the symptoms that led to a life-threatening anaphylaxis. An itchy throat, slight swelling of the lips, and an upset stomach. I spent the next hour and a half lying down in a car trying to rest and ease the pain of my stomach, getting up only to use the restroom. There was a part of me and my parents that believed since I hadn't swallowed the bite I took, I would be fine once the Benadryl got to work. Towards the end of the event, I even started to feel a bit better and wasn't planning on going to the hospital. However, no matter how mild the symptoms, you should always, I repeat, always go to the hospital if you have even an inkling that you are having an allergic reaction. Thankfully, my uncle, an internist, was present. He examined me and checked my heart rate. He recommended I go to the hospital, as it's better to be safe than sorry. Now, this motto defines my attitude toward my food allergies, but at the time, I didn't feel like spending hours in the ER. Nevertheless, we went. Soon after I was admitted to the ER, I went into anaphylactic shock. I broke out in hives, and it was hard to breathe, and my lips were fully swollen. The doctors skipped administering an EpiPen in favor of two separate direct breathing treatments and a cocktail of steroids, as the doctor put it. I felt as if my heart was going to beat out of my chest and my entire body was shaking. My dad said I was experiencing an adrenaline rush and it seemed like I could run 10 miles in 10 minutes. I recall trying to act brave for my parents, but my mom was crying and guilt was written all over both of their faces. I remember the overwhelming fear I couldn't push aside. I remember thinking, am I going to die? I was being closely monitored by the ER staff when, about an hour later, my symptoms returned and I went into anaphylactic shock again. 
Despite the steroids and breathing treatments I'd already undergone, I was able to recover a second time. But I'll never forget how it felt to sit on the hospital cot, jittery from the adrenaline and the needle that had to stay in the crook of my elbow, and to wonder if, despite the breathing treatments, my body would fail me. I had experienced allergic reactions in the past, but this was by far the worst. At this point, I was old enough to know what was happening to me and my body, and I didn't know if I was going to be walking out of the hospital that day. They say hindsight is 2020. Nowadays, I can't even imagine us considering not going to the hospital at all. According to the doctors, I had a delayed reaction to the kind bar, likely because I had taken a double dose of Benadryl, something that my parents and I had never heard of. I was well aware of how lucky I was to walk away from the experience. The doctors had advised that the correct course of action would have been to skip the Benadryl altogether and administer an epinephrine injection immediately. This ordeal epitomizes the phrase, lesson learned. I had never truly appreciated and understood what life-threatening allergy meant, much less through first-hand experience. Now, I am much more diligent with the food I put in, in my mouth. I practically study the ingredients, rereading them until I'm certain I know what the food contains and may be cross-contaminated with. Most of the time, I choose not to eat food at public events and family gatherings. This inevitably leads to questions and, I'm sure, some judgment from others. It took time for me to not care about wanting to fit in with others and to take my food allergies as seriously as I do now. An epinephrine injector is not a cure-all or a backup. It's a potentially life-saving line of defense. Having to administer it myself, stabbing my thigh with a large needle and holding it there for 10 seconds is a wake-up call unlike any other. It's the moment I realized the gravity of the situation and that those 10 seconds, which are incredibly short but feel like a lifetime, can mean the difference between life and death. I've also come to understand that I'm pretty lucky when it comes to my food allergies. Don't get me wrong, I would much rather not have food allergies at all, but I am lucky. America lists of the eight most common food allergies which are required to be labeled on all food packaging, if present, include all four of mine. Dairy, eggs, peanuts, and tree nuts, except, of course, almonds. And this makes my life at least a little bit easier, as long as I'm diligent about reading labels. And although my allergies are life-threatening, none are so bad that I can't be in the same room as them, as is the case for some people. During my time as a teen advisory group member with FAIR since 2018, I've had the pleasure of meeting some remarkable people who have experienced these challenges. Their food allergies aren't included in the top eight, or they can't even be in the same room as their allergen. I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, their daily life, and many of the activities that others take for granted are infinitely more difficult than mine. I've also been fortunate enough to be able to challenge some of my allergies, as I mentioned earlier. For me, this process was a relatively organic one, as I didn't participate in any type of oral immunotherapy for it. Instead, my allergist told me that because my almond and dairy allergies showed a dramatic decrease in severity through my blood and skin tests, I was able to challenge them to see if I was truly no longer allergic. The challenge itself 
was definitely one of the weirdest and most nerve-wracking experiences I've had. Although I was safe in a doctor's office and had even been advised to do it, it was strange because I had never eaten almonds in my life. And then all of a sudden, I was being told that I'm no longer allergic to them. In my mind, this was a direct contradiction to my way of life. What was I supposed to do? Just say, okay, thanks, and start eating almonds after 16 years of treating them as basically poison? To put it simply, I had no idea what to expect. But once the challenge began, I was instructed to eat a very tiny sliver of an almond. I then waited about 20 minutes to see if I had a reaction. And when I didn't feel any of the symptoms I'd become familiar with, we slowly increased the dosage. I kept doing this until I was able to eat two almonds whole, without having an allergic reaction. In the end, I was successful, and I'm now no longer allergic to almonds. I went through this experience again with dairy, and I was successful after my second attempt in 2019. Similar to how I incorporated almonds into my diet, I've started trying to have milk and cheese, albeit in small quantities, as I don't actually enjoy it that much. But regardless of whether or not I'll ever voluntarily eat a grilled cheese sandwich or pasta with cream sauce, the best outcome of these challenges is the peace of mind that they bring. I no longer need to think of dairy as a poison. Instead, it's just a food that I don't like to eat. As I've grown older, I've been astounded by how little people actually know and understand when it comes to food allergies, especially considering that over 32 million Americans suffer from them. I investigated this further and I realized that the phrase lactose intolerant has warped people's understanding of food allergies. When I used to tell someone about my dairy allergy, the first thing they'd say is, oh, so you're lactose intolerant? This misconception has skewed the severity of food allergies, and many don't fully realize the differences, which are fundamental at a biological level. A dairy allergy is in the immune system's wheelhouse, whereas lactose intolerance is nothing so serious, something that lactate can help out with. As soon as some people ask if I'm lactose intolerant, many follow it up with, well, can't you just take a pill and then eat dairy? No. It, it just doesn't work like that. Living with my food allergies rather than around them is perhaps the biggest lesson that I've learned thus far. Knowing that certain foods can kill you isn't really a simple concept to grasp, especially as a child, and especially when said food isn't dangerous to most other people, and others don't really know or understand how seriously to take the issue. Most of my early years were spent depending on and managed by my parents, as it is for many children, and then gradually, the baton was passed on to me. My parents, are, my parents are always willing to help, but I definitely feel that it's my responsibility to check the labels now instead of theirs. My experience with food allergies has also been eased by my amazing group of friends, something not everyone with allergies has found. My friends and I are all comfortable enough to talk about my food allergies and even joke about them. If we ever run across a new food, someone will always say, well, Arjun's probably allergic to it. The humor isn't for everyone. Gallo's humor rarely is. But I know that when it comes down to it, all of my friends understand the gravity of the situation. 
the first time I ever ate cheese in front of them, they all freaked out because I hadn't told them I outgrew my allergy. Though I'm still a teenager, I learned my lessons well to take food allergies seriously and to take jokes with a grain of salt. Creating your, quote, circle of trust by surrounding yourself with people who truly, genuinely care about you and your well-being and keeping an attitude of constant vigilance may seem like grand prospects inapplicable to food allergies. Take it from someone who has wondered if the next moment is their last. These are absolutely integral to your lifestyle. Regardless of whether you have food allergies or not, chances are you know someone who does. Don't complain if they take a bit longer ordering at a restaurant. Try to remember to buy food that they can eat if you're hosting. Give them the benefit of the doubt, and don't be afraid to ask them questions if you're curious. They might just introduce you to your new favorite food. Wow, Arjun, your story about your allergic reaction was, it gave me chills. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what that must have been like for you. I, like that, (laughs) I was terrified hearing that. Um, And like, I remember when I was younger, I remember once I had to get an allergy test and it was like the one on your back like you probably had so many of those and it was so painful like I remember crying for like an hour after (laughs) because I just hate needles and like the thought of injecting an EpiPen into my thigh for 10 seconds oh I I just I could not deal with that I hate I hate needles. I just, and like in your story, like you mentioned that the second time, like you, like after your second attempt, you successfully passed the dairy test. But like what happened on your first attempt? Right. So it kind of goes back to the test that you were talking about before. And to just kind of speak on that for a second, I totally understand. Like I, I don't have a phobia of needles. But I just find them kind of odd because they just like go into our into our skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but those tests are definitely you get used to them after a while, and I have to get one like every couple of years. But the first couple of times, it was it was not easy, definitely. Yeah, because they put like a because they you get like itchiness and like all that stuff like on your back. I remember that it was horrible. Oh yeah. Um, but to your other question, that, that's actually a really good question, considering the, the seriousness around food allergies. Um, and so every, every time you do one of those tests or do a blood test, they'll test the, food, the foods that you're allergic to, and they'll see how your blood reacts or how your skin reacts to it. And if it doesn't react, like say your skin and your blood doesn't react, like mine didn't for dairy, then they'll say, okay, we can see if we can challenge it soon. And so that happened to me, um, and it's always possible that something didn't go well, or there was like a, a false positive or a false negative in the results. And so they start off with such a small quantity that for almost everyone, it's not going to harm them in any way. And so um, with dairy especially, you, they start off doing it in baked goods. So I had to bake some muffins before I went 
And I just like took a little bit and I took a little bit more after they watched me for like half an hour. And uh, my mouth started itching a little bit. And then at that point they said, okay, you haven't outgrown your dairy allergy yet. That's totally fine. But now we know. Oh, that makes sense. And then, and then you mentioned like your, they test like your blood as well as your skin reacting to it. So how do they test blood? Do they like, do they have you eat it and monitor your like heart rate or like do they inject it in your blood or how does that work? So I'm actually not quite sure the exact process of what they do, but you go to like a lab and then you get your blood drawn. Um, like everyone does at some point in their lives. And then they take that blood and I think they, kind of put like a few drops of milk in it or something like that. Um, and they see how your blood reacts because with food allergies, it's like your immune system attacks itself because it doesn't recognize the food that you're putting into it. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I absolutely hate blood tests as well. Those are all. <laughs> I agree. I it hurts so badly. Yeah. <laughs> And then when you go to have dinner, like, with your friends, or if you go to, like, a big barbecue or something like that, do you tell them about your allergies ahead of time, or do you, like, bring your own food, or what do you do? Mm -hmm. So especially when I was younger, um, when I, I didn't really, like, think for myself as much, uh, my mom would always pack me food. So I'd always bring a little lunchbox with me. And my mom would always talk to my friend's parents and say, oh, he has these food allergies, so I packed him some food, and he can have, like, these foods. And they usually tell her, like, oh, that's totally fine, I understand. I was planning on making them, like, this pasta with meat sauce or something like that. My mom would say, yeah, that's totally fine, and he just has his snacks. And then as I've gotten older, uh, we've kind of moved away from that. But also, I've been fortunate enough to have the same friends for going on, like, eight, nine years now. And so all of them and all their parents know me and they know that I have my food allergies. So at any point, if I do go over to their house, they'll say, oh, you can't have this. It has like cheese in it or something like that. And their parents will always uh, reach out to me or my mom and say, oh, we're planning on like catering Chipotle or something like that to our house. Uh, and Arjun can order his separately. So... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that must have been so hard for you when you were younger. Like, I can't even imagine, like, going and having to ask your parents what food you can have and, like, always being paranoid, of, like, of ingredients. Like, I, that must be so hard. And I honestly had no idea that, like, I, like, had no idea how severe food allergies can be and how common it is. Like, I remember, like, there'd be people that would have some allergies to this and that or, like, fish or, like, it was always, like, like the most random allergies, like, shelf, like, shellfish or stuff like that. And right. so um, I never knew anyone that had that severe of a reaction. And I think a lot of people don't. And so like, you're so right. It's so important to let people know about this. And so could you tell us again, like what the symptoms of an allergic reaction is? Is it itching, burning, swelling, throat, closing, difficulty breathing? Like tell us again what it is. Sure. 
Um, so that's kind of a subjective question because it depends on the person. So for some people, like me, uh, when I eat a food that I can't have, I know immediately, oh, I can't have that. <laughs> yeah. uh, because at least for me, my mouth will start itching. And that's usually like the first telltale sign that I had something that I'm allergic to. Um, and so there's certain symptoms where it's like, oh, if your throat's itching, your lips are swelling, your throat is closing up to where you're kind of wheezing, it's getting hard to breathe, um, and like your stomach hurts a lot. Those are all kind of severe symptoms of food allergies. But it, once again, it, it depends on the person. So some people could have an allergy, or sorry, not an allergy, a reaction uh, two hours after eating a food. And it it kind of just depends on the person. So everyone's reaction to it changes, but you, you learn what your reaction is very quickly. Yeah. And so whenever, even like if you have the, even if you just have like, like a little bit of like doubt of like, oh, maybe I'm having a reaction, like definitely go to the hospital right away because you don't know, like in your case, right? Like it came two hours later or so, like you weren't like entirely sure, but then it turned out to be like a huge reaction that you weren't aware. Yeah. And um, so does every food that you're allergic to starts to make you sick or... And, like, is every single, like, one as severe, like, life-threatening, or does it vary between the foods and, like, the doses? of? Right, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, for me, every, every allergy that I have is life-threatening, um, but some are definitely worse than others. So, I, for example, my worst allergies are cashews and peanuts. Um, and those are really, really bad. So if I take a bite of something that has cashews or peanuts in it, or even like residue of them in it, uh, I'll have a pretty bad reaction. And the higher the dosage, the quicker the reaction is and the more life-threatening it is because I, I'm ingesting more of the, that food. Um, and then for some people, their allergies aren't life-threatening. Um, like it makes them uncomfortable. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard with people who are lactose intolerant, they have to go to the bathroom quite a bit. And so some people's allergies might be like that, where they're not life-threatening. Uh, unfortunately for me, all of mine are life-threatening, and some are just a bit worse than others, which is which basically means that they're faster acting. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that. Um, so it's different. Like it depends on the person. Yeah, I think like a lot of the people that I knew growing up, like they had allergies, but they weren't super severe. So it wasn't like, it was kind of like, oh, they can have a little bit and it'd be okay type of thing. And medication wise, um, when you were talking about your story and you took Benadryl, how, why didn't it work? Do you, it doesn't need to be something more powerful is like the injection more powerful than the Benadryl or how does that work? So honestly, I'm not sure on like the exact science behind it or the biological reasoning. And it's definitely something that I would like to learn in depth. 
But Benadryl, I believe, is an antihistamine. And so the the allergen, when, when you eat it, it releases histamines. And so the cause of Benadryl is to kind of counteract that. Um, and so for someone whose allergies aren't uh, life-threatening or they aren't super bad or they just ate like a small amount, Benadryl works just fine. But um, the only thing that is that can save you from an anaphylactic reaction is an EpiPen. And it's because it's basically just adrenaline almost, and it just gets your system working really quickly to force the allergen out. Because if it doesn't get forced out, your body is going to kind of keep attacking itself because of the allergen. Oh, Does that I, make sense? Yeah, I had no idea that that's how it worked. So that's why you would, oh, like, so when they would, when you were in the hospital and they were giving you, like, the steroids and the different medications and treatments, they were getting your adrenaline running. And that's why you, like, felt very, like, um, panicky and very, like, right. Because, oh, that makes so much sense. That must be so scary to go through. Like, wow. And when your like when your throat starts to like swell up can you still breathe or how does that feel when that happens right so um it depends on the person again food allergies are just like that it's i'm sorry i can't give you like a clear answer for everything um but for me it's like my throat will start closing up to where it gets harder to breathe. Um, thankfully, uh, my initial reaction is always an itchy throat and not, oh my God, I can't breathe properly anymore. But if the reaction is bad enough or if I had enough of said allergen, uh, you start wheezing, it's difficult to breathe, and like you can hear yourself kind of struggling to breathe. Um, and if it goes untreated it can your throat can just continue closing up wow that's so terrifying and like is there a set kind of like whenever you had reactions you said you had multiple reactions would the timeline kind of be the same for each one or is it completely different each time for like your symptoms yeah so it's it's completely different. Um, for me, for allergies that are as bad as uh, cashews, almost every reaction is uh, going to happen right away or I'm going to know it because my mouth will start itching. And I'm. it feels different than if, like, an itch that you need to scratch with your hand or something like that. It, it feels very different. I'm not sh- quite sure how to explain that. But... Um, it's it changes. So the reason that I had such a delayed reaction was because I took Benadryl, mm-hmm. and so I believe the antihistamines in Benadryl, or because Benadryl is an antihistamine, it just suppressed and delayed the inevitable reaction. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember taking. I'm like super. Well, I shouldn't say super allergic. I just. <laughs> allergic to mosquitoes I get like I get swollen but that's basically my only symptom I get like huge bumps and I remember taking Benadryl 
Um, and so when you said that, I was like, oh, I remember, like, I took it as a cream. So, like, I'm sure you took it, like, as a pill. Um, so it was a little different. But in your, when you were at that, like, when that happened and you, like, were taking the kind bar and you were, like, in your car, how far away were you from the hospital? Right. So I was in uh, downtown Sacramento at the time. And thankfully, I wasn't too far away from a hospital, probably like five to 10 minutes max. Um, so I got lucky there. And I think taking extra Benadryl, which I don't recommend because it's not good for you, also helped. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's a really good thing that you were close to a hospital because if you were like hours away, that would have been really bad. So thank goodness for that. And Arjun, thank you so much for talking to us about that today. Like I feel like I know so much more now about allergies and now um, I really will like take that more seriously now. And like, especially if I know anyone who has allergies, I'll be really considerate about them. So thank you for that. And um, unfortunately we are out of time listeners show your love for more segments by donating to the btsya 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at beatthestarur.org live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here. At Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In this segment, Andrea and I will be having a conversation about staying positive during the pandemic and, of course, adding a little bit of humor to brighten our day. 
So, Andrea, I have a, a excerpt from a speech by President Gerald Ford that I want to share with you and kind of get your thoughts on. In 1986, at the end of a, quote, symposium on humor in the presidency, President Gerald Ford held a press conference in which he shared a message that I think we should all heed today. Humor can help you to disagree without being disagreeable. The key in democracy is not necessarily what that we agree, but that we participate. Despite all the heavy problems, domestic and international, there is humor. Humor transcends parti- partisanship. Excuse me. The American people are basically interested in humor and laughter, and that's an excellent characteristic of our people. It would be a good idea for people in business and other professions, especially ones that have an exaggerated opinion of their own power and influence, to be able to laugh at themselves. Humor keeps us human, and it kind of keeps us in touch with other other people's humanity. Yeah, I absolutely loved that quote, and I think that that is so, like, perfect for what is happening right now like with all the divide like politically um especially like in by party I feel like there's never been more like conflict and divide between the two parties in our country and I think that like humor and just like things like humor and happiness and um compassion and empathy are all things that can bring us together because like we all have the same end goal of you know having a sustainable society and peaceful society but we just all have different ways of doing it and I think that if we can all just share a laugh sometimes um we really can work together even better and build our relationships together and so I have a few jokes to start us off and so Basically, um, here's one. Unfortunately, COVID-19 and its mutations are still with us. We need our sense of humor to stick with us. Here, uh, we'll hear our 19 like jokes or we'll go through a few. Uh, so why do we call it the novel coronavirus? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> 2019, stay away from negative people. 2020, stay away from positive people. That's actually a very smart joke. Yeah, I kind of like that one. Here's a few I, more. I like never would have thought of that. Some people, yeah, are, some people no, are so I, witty. I like it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're creative. I mean, um, due to the quarantine, I'll only be telling inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the World Health Organization has announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19. Dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released. So to be clear, who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> when you started that joke, I wasn't quite sure where it was going. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, the dogs previously... Well, how in quarantine now they can be released? That's a good thing. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, I when I saw that one too, I was like, wait. And then it, it, it was creative. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I always I, love easy ones. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite one so far, because 
it's definitely so true. And it's something that I've discussed like with my friends and family is I'm not buying a 2021 calendar until I see a trailer. <laughs> Wait, I like that one. That's so funny. Yeah. I think at some point a movie about 2020 is going to be made. Oh, I completely agree. Like 2020 will be going down in history books, like hundred percent. Like I can just imagine 50 years from now, like people having a uh, AP gov test on like 2020 or something like that, <laughs> or like American history test on like what has happened this year and last year, because it's just insane. Right. So that was a little bit of humor for us, and hopefully it made some people out there laugh. But, Andrea, I know you have a segment that kind of relates to my food allergy segment before. Hopefully it's a bit less uh, grave, I guess is the right word. But I believe it's about sinus allergies, correct? Yes. So I wanted to talk a little bit about sinus allergies as well as kind of ways to stay healthy during this season, because I think that's really important with like the flu season and Corona, just as well as allergies in general. It's always good to be updated on like what keeps us healthy. And so basically for sinus allergies, I kind of wanted to talk about what they are first. So allergies occur when your immune system reacts to a foreign substance. Um, like as you were saying earlier, how your body reacted to like f- different foods like cashews and like nuts and dairy. And so when you have allergies, your immune system makes antibodies that identify a particular like allergen as harmful, even though it isn't. So the severity of allergies varies from person to person, and it can range from minor irritation to anaphylaxis, which is what you had, and that's a potentially life-threatening emergency. So the common symptoms of sinus allergies include sneezing, itching of nose, eyes, or roof of mouth, runny, stuffy nose, and watery red or swollen eyes. And so a lot of these symptoms are kind of um, symptoms that you have when you have a cold or the flu. So it's really easy to get the two mixed up. And when you have allergies and you already have that irritation in your body, it can make Um, when you contract like the cold or any other illness like a virus it can make the symptoms worse since you're already dealing with that irritation and in my experience as a little girl I had asthma growing up and I always had sinus allergies so I would always have congestion or headaches or um, I'd always have really bad like under eye like bags because of like my sinus like allergies and so I'd always have to take different medications and stuff to help like mitigate the symptoms as well as the irritation and so I've always been really interested on how to stay healthy because I always have been really like I always get sick I don't know if you always get sick but I always get sick especially when I was younger and um so basically as I got older and I saw how powerful food can be in like making you healthy I really got interested and invested in that. So I wanted to share that with you. So 
basically the number one thing to stay healthy um, food-wise to really boost your immune system is eating or drinking vitamin C. So superfoods like oranges, apples, kale, and strawberries are really awesome for that. Especially, I always make fruit smoothies. So I put in 10 different fruits and different veggies and just mix it all together in a blender and put some orange juice to make it sweeter. And I just drink that every day. And I've noticed that my health has been way better. I don't really get sick anymore. And I just feel so much better as well like physically I'm a very active swimmer and I've noticed that when I've been doing this I've been performing better in the pool as well another really great thing for allergies or whenever you're sick is a humidifier especially if you live in a dry place I live in southern California so whenever the Santana winds come it's always super super dry And so that's really bad for when you have allergies. So I always have a little humidifier that helps mitigate your allergies and it helps your immune system and your sinuses, all of that. And another thing that I didn't really realize before, um, but after research, I I found out that staying active as well really helps keep you healthy and it also mitigates like your chances of getting different illnesses and when you do get an illness the symptoms won't be as severe so studies show that doing at least 30 minutes of exercise each day um, really mitigates your chances of becoming ill so just all of those things I just wanted to share especially with this topic of allergies and being in the winter months, I just thought it would be really helpful that we can all eat healthier, drink vitamin C and be active to really help keep us safe during this time. Thank you so much, Andrea. That was very helpful. And you have some great tips for people. Um, And I know, at least for me, I know, especially when I was younger, I used to get sick a lot more often than I do now. Um, and there's few things that I hate more than being sick. And one of them is the seasonal allergies that I have. So like come every spring and fall, I just, I'm sneezing every morning and each day is kind of just miserable unless I take my allergy medications. Yeah, that's the same thing happened to me too. And Um, I think now, even um, whenever I do get allergies, I feel like I'm always paranoid that I'm sick or I have corona or something like that, and I get super worried. So I always take, um, I take Cysol. I don't know what medication you take, but whenever I take Cysol, I always feel better or as well. um, I'm thinking of a few other ones. I know that there's... I think it's called um, DayQuil. Oh, DayQuil. I think DayQuil is good for... Or DayQuil has like an allergy medication. It's not DayQuil itself, but they do have an allergy medication as well, I believe. Right. I Personally, I take Zyrtec, and that's always worked for me. Oh, Zyrtec, yeah. Yeah. And then recently, I've I kind of like upgraded, I guess, to a prescription one. I think it's... I think it's called Monty Lucast. Um, 
I think I think it goes by another name as well, but it's just a bit stronger, and it's actually it's so helpful. Yeah, and that must also be. Does it help with your food allergies as well? Like make it less, like make the symptoms less severe, or is it purely just for seasonal like allergies? Unfortunately, no. It's just for seasonal allergies. I wish it worked for food allergies because that'd be great. But I think the way that food allergies works is a bit different. Like I think the way that it interacts with your body is uh, a little bit different than seasonal allergies. Oh, that makes sense. I get that. Right. So, oh. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you you go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I was just wondering, because I know for me, I take my allergy medication every morning, so I stay kind of consistent. Um, so I was just wondering, do you do you do the same, or do you take it, uh, like, whenever you start feeling like, oh, I'm sneezing a lot because of my allergies? Um, for me, well, when I was younger, it would definitely be, like, every day, because I had really bad asthma and allergies, but now I kind of grew out of that, so now it's more just seasonal. If I, sometimes I get really bad allergies in my eye, and it'll be swollen shut, so I would take some, I'll take Sirtec or Sisol um, to make it better, so it's more of a seasonal thing for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, so I take it seasonally. So when the spring starts and I have like a couple mornings where I'm like sneezing a lot, I'll start taking it. And the same thing in the fall, usually in the winter months, I don't have to take it because there's not like the, the allergens floating around in the air as much. So it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Arjun. I our conversation. I loved our conversation today, and your, um, and your segment in the first segment was so impactful. So thank you so much. Unfortunately, um, we are out of time for today's show. Thank you for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support the Be a Star You Are and find information on our community creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestarur.org. Please consider a donation at It Is A New Year. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Be aware of food allergies. Take care of yourself, laugh at yourself, stay safe, and embrace humor. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines.
if you would let yourself 